Hello, this is Dennis Thomas with Things That Matter, where we speak about everything from faith to finance and all things in between. So I wanted to speak about a topic that I've been having conversations about lately. And this is a topic about truth. So as you guys know, I put this podcast together and it has my personal thoughts, my ideas. We're speaking about topics that are really sensitive topics, topics that you might not speak about in front of everyone at all times. Faith to finance. But as I go through this process, I am feeling more comfortable sharing some of the information that I have in these podcasts with others, with my friends. You know, you're getting very humble spreading some of this information out that are your own ideas, your own thoughts, things that you read, and putting it out there because you know people may judge you. And there's a part of me that thinks maybe I'm not ready for that. But lately, I've been sending my podcast out to a few people. And I sent it out to one of my friends. And when we were speaking, we had this conversation about truths. He was listening to choosing a religion and how we are the Goldilocks planet. And we started to have this deeper conversation. It was through text message, but it was getting deeper with how do we know which things are true and what is not true? When we think about our reality, we think about time. I was giving him some examples of how we know God exists because of time. What's the origin of space, time, and matter? And his question is, does time really exist? And it made me think back to a conversation that I had a few months ago, prior to me putting the podcast together, but I was having a conversation with a couple at dinner, my wife and I, about the podcast. And when they heard things that matter, when we speak about everything from faith to finance, they had questions about the faith part. I'm trying to build this defense that the Bible's reliable. And the first thought out of the other person's mouth was, how do we know what's really true? Can we even come to the truth with anything? And I've heard this before. And I think our culture has this idea. It's it's almost like this idea of relativism, that absolutism doesn't even exist. That whatever is true for you is fine. My truths are different. But I should be tolerant of your truth and my truth at the same time. But we know that there can only be one truth. There can't be several truths out there. And that would make no sense anyway. You know, so my friend to tell me, how do we know if that's true? How can we come to the truth? How can we figure out things? You have to think about even the statement that they make. They're, they're telling us that truths don't exist. But they're trying to make a truth statement. They're telling you the truths don't exist. So if truths don't exist, then your statement is not true, which means that I don't need to listen to that statement at all. So I want you guys to think about some of these ideas that people speak about with truth. We live in a world now where everything is relative. I was listening to this term called historical relativism, and I think our country fits this very well. This says that there was... Right, that it says that what was right 100 years ago may not be right in the present day because times and society have moved on. Sounds familiar, right? 100 years ago, women did not have the vote or the right to vote, but due to changing opinions in society, they now do and they hold principal positions in parliament, etc. Society also accepts the need to change sets of rules which used to be sufficient in previous times. Do you see what happens when we have this relativistic type of view where there is no absolute truths, and things are only true according to the person, the place, the time, 
things change. And that means that we're always having to correct ourselves. But I think, and the Bible speaks about this, I think in our worldview as Christians, we can believe that there are absolute truths. So when we hear this question, does time really exist? We know that time exists. Because in the Bible it says, in the beginning. People know that the earth had a beginning. We spoke about this in one of the previous episodes. So there has to be absolute truths. And anyone that tries to tell you that it's not the case, you have to think about their statement itself. They're only telling you things that they believe to be true. Otherwise, they wouldn't tell it to you at all. So how could someone say, how can we know the truth, and then say that their statement is true in itself? So C.S. Lewis explains this truth claim so well. And I definitely implore anyone out there, read C.S. Lewis's work. He has so many great ideas out there. And it really makes you think deeper about topics in life. I mean, I'm always a fan of this quote by Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. As you guys know, the Associate Justice of the Supreme Court, United States from 1902 to 1932. And it states that a man's mind stretched by a new idea never goes back to its original dimension. And I think when you read someone like C.S. Lewis, he has this poetic skill. It stretches your mind out. And once you hear these ideas and thoughts, it'll never go back to its original dimension. And as you guys are listening, you heard that bleep, right? I have this Word of the Day app on my phone. And each day it tells you a word and it gives you definition and it puts that word in a sentence. So for all you guys that want to know, the word of the day today is blithe, showing a casual and cheerful indifference considered to be callous or improper. And since I'm on this, now I'm going on a tangent, right? I learned that I'm an opsimath. So this is someone that begins to read and to attain knowledge at an older age. I'm 37 now, and I have this thirst of learning. And so I love putting this podcast together because it kind of pushes me to learn things even more to be able to explain it. And in order for you to explain something, you have to understand it yourself. So if I'm explaining things well enough, that means I'm understanding it. If I'm not explaining things well enough, by the way, guys, that means that I don't understand anything, so you be the judge. But C.S. Lewis speaks about these truth claims. Remember, we are living in an era right now. Our worldview right now is trying to, to make us think, our culture is trying to make us think that truths don't exist, that everyone has their own truths, and that what we should do is be tolerant of those truths. And what they're trying to do is wipe away this idea that there's one truth out there. Because I think what people are trying to do is they don't want there to be their freedom to be impeded. They think that if there are absolute truths and that only one way is right, that means if I decide to go another way, I'm wrong, which is going to impede on my freedom. But in the end, I'll explain to you guys a little quick thing that I heard recently about how this doesn't impede your truth, uh, your freedom. We need these types of things to be available in order for us to live in a world that's free. All right, so C.S. Lewis says here, You cannot go on explaining away forever. You will find that you have explained explanation itself away. You cannot go on seeing through things forever. The whole point of seeing through something is to see something through it. It is good that the window should be transparent, because the street or garden beyond it, it is opaque. How if you saw through the garden too? It is no use trying to see through first principles. 
If you see through everything, then everything is transparent. But a wholly transparent world is an invisible world. To see through all things is the same as not to see. So really what he's saying here is that just like I'm on the phone with my buddy and we're having this conversation about truths and we're going back and forth and he's a Buddhist. So what he's doing, he's telling me things that are not true. Okay, he's trying to explain to me that time might only exist in our minds. That that might just be this virtual reality that we're living in. That it's mind dependent. He's trying to explain to me that we are a person, but we also are not a person. So he's trying to explain these ideas and thoughts out there that seem to contradict itself. But really what's happening here, guys, is that people are trying to remove the truth. Can we really know if the Bible is reliable? Does time really exist? Are we really the only planet out there that has life? Is it possible that there are other planets out there? So again, people aren't using some of the faculties that they have discovering things with their five senses. They're trying to question everything. And once you continue to question everything and you're trying to see through things, then you don't see anything. You get this? This is what C.S. Lewis is trying to say. Because as you're, you want this transparency, but if you keep on trying to get an explanation for an explanation, you're going to explain yourself away. And if you want to try to see everything, and you still keep looking beyond things because you're skeptical, you're going to look past things and you're not going to see anything. So C.S. Lewis says here, there's no point in trying to see through first principles because once you start to question these first principle thoughts and these first principle ideas, then you keep questioning everything and questioning everything, looking for transparency, and eventually you don't see anything because you keep looking past each thing that's there. And really what we have to understand here, we live in a world where we get to discover things with our five senses. And then there are some things that we don't discover with our five senses, like our mind, our spirit, consciousness, which again only exists in the worldview of you believe in God or a God. But we think about us being able to understand things. You know, that, that classic definition of truth basically says that the things that are true are things that match with the way the world is. It matches with the way reality is. We could deny that the grass is green, but reality tells us that that grass is green. And sometimes in the winter it'll be brown, right? But we could deny that that's true. But now again, we are denying something that is evident, that everyone has the opportunity to see. And that's the classic truth definition. Like gravity is true because it matches the way our world actually is. We, we don't float away, so we know gravity is true. And when we think about these first principle types of ideas, I love uh, Elon Musk. He invented the Tesla automobile or Reed Hastings. He's a CEO of Netflix. These guys are first principle thinkers. They break everything down to its original layer. So if you think about Reed Hastings. Uh, he had this podcast that he was on called How I Built This. And in the podcast, he's being interviewed and he's, he says that when he hires people, he wants to hire first principle thinkers. Now these are people, he had a business before Netflix that failed. And the reason why that business, business failed is because he said that he didn't have first principle thinkers. These are people that break things down to its 
its original level to a simple level. So for example, when Elon Musk was trying to figure out how expensive it would be to put someone in space, he is going down to first principle ideas where he's just saying, okay, if I need all these parts, what do all those parts add up to? And that's how much I know the spacecraft will cost. But if we think about the price, and he's saying in that, in that article uh, that I read, when he added up all the parts, it only cost him 2% of what spacecrafts cost right now to do it. So he knew that he could get that number down pretty low, but that's first principle thinkers. You're taking an idea and bringing it down to its original level, to a simple level, and then you're working your way up from there. And so when we think about some of these simple things, like we know the grass is green, and we know gravity exists, and we know time does exist, we're just taking things from that level, first principle ideas, and we're working our way up. But people that try to deny truth, they even try to deny that. Do we really know if the grass is green? Is that just a figment of your imagination? And do you guys understand where we are going here? We get nowhere with this type of thinking. And it doesn't really match the way reality is. So I bring this up because I think that you're going to run into these types of scenarios from time to time. And if you don't, uh, you better believe that there's people out there that you speak to that have this idea. And I think for us, we need to be ready and prepared to answer these questions because I think it tries to uh, be a trick question. You know, I was listening to Scott Adams. He wrote a book called Win Bigly. And this was a book trying to explain how Trump won the office. Now, I, how he won the presidency. I, I really had a lot of interest in this book because I wanted to know what his thoughts were on how Donald Trump won the presidency. And to him, he thought that he was uh, a master persuader. He thought that he was skilled in persuasion, that he was playing a different game than all the other candidates out there. When they're trying to give you facts, Trump knows that we live in a world where facts don't exist. And that's the persuasion that he's using. So a lot of things that he would speak about, build the wall, make America great again. It didn't have a lot of facts behind it. It was a simple concept, right? Maybe even like a first principle idea. But he knew that we were living in a world where facts didn't matter. Didn't have to get too deep. Now, the reason I bring him up is because he has this interesting thought and idea on the world that we live in. So he thinks that we are living in a virtual reality. Now, the first time I heard this, I thought, wow, that's interesting. I've never heard anything like that, except for when I was speaking to my friend recently that was denying truth. But I think that he had a point, because if you have a worldview where you don't believe that God or a God exists, and you think about this world that does have a lot of order, there are a lot of similarities. Things happen often. The sun rises every morning. It sets every evening. The moon comes out. We have seasons. So there's a lot of predictability. And what he thought was that, look at how smart we are right now and how far technology has advanced. He's saying that every group of people has died off at some point. And even our group will die off at some point. You don't think that there was a group that was just as smart as us, that let's say we die off 100 years from now. 200 years from now, 1,000 years from now. But imagine what we could do in that time period and, and what, we create, what we can create. He thinks that the groups that have died off previous to us, and, and what are we saying? The world was, has been around for millions of years. I don't know, it's just a guess. I haven't really looked up this information. 
we're not we're saying that there's not a group out there that could have been as smart as us or even smarter than us that to, that could have created this virtual simulation that now we live in a simulation we live in a virtual reality that's basically a simulation of a simulation so because there is predictability in this world because there is a lot of order in this world. He thinks that we are living in a simulation. Now, when I first heard that, of course, I thought, wow, this is crazy. But then I started to think about that. Maybe it's not as crazy as we think. I don't think we're living in a simulation. I do think that there's order and predictability in our world. But the only reason why I think that is because there is someone that is in control of this. And it's not another human being that created the simulation and we're just living in that simulation and thinking that everything is real. When really the owners of this simulation is a human being. But these are those ideas and thoughts that I love reading about because it stretches your mind and it makes you think a little bit further. And honestly, when you meet people that have a worldview like that, I think that, to me, I love trying to come up with an intelligent answer to some of these questions out there. Because if you don't, what are you going to say? That they're just crazy? And is that even an argument? It really isn't. So I think these are ideas that we should think about from time to time because it will stretch your mind. It will uh, make things interesting. I mean, one of my friends sent me this article, This Time Really Exists, and I'm reading this article thinking about it. But I had an article myself about how time does exist. And the reason that it exists is because of entropy. Because of putting ice in, in, a, in a cup of water, how eventually that ice is going to melt. If you break an egg, the egg doesn't unbreak. So time always moves in a certain direction. It has an arrow and it's always pointed in that direction. I want you guys to read things, think about things that are beyond your level. This will stretch your mind. And since we live in a world where things are changing at all times, I think this will get us better prepared for an uncertain future. So think about... That quote, man's mind stretched by a new idea, never goes back to its original dimension. Because these are the things that are going to make our world a better place. And these are conversations that we really should have with other people. I hope you guys had a great time listening to this. I had a great time speaking. I'll see you guys next time. Hey, I know you guys thought I left, but one more thing that I wanted to tell you guys, and I almost forgot, you guys have been waiting. We were speaking about freedom before and how we know whether or not our freedoms are being restricted when we know the truth. But think about this idea. Doctors, people on TV that are in the health industry, they give us advice on what types of foods we should be eating. And we know as we get older that we can't eat every type of food out there because it's not good for our body. It's not good for our longevity and for us living the best life that we could live. So these freedoms are well, half the freedom is really a restriction, right? Because we're restricted from certain foods that we eat. When really, in reality, we'd like to eat everything that we could. But if we go to, uh, to a food bar and we see all these items on there, we know we can't have everything. But that type of restriction is necessary for us to have the freedom that we want to have to live a perfect life or to live the life that we feel that we should be living. All right, so that's just a quick example. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening. I will speak to you next time.